0: You're listening to ReachMD XM160, the channel for medical professionals. Welcome to Advances in Medical Imaging, a program discussing the latest innovations in clinical radiology and imaging technologies. Your host is Dr. Jason Bernholz, Director of Diagnostic Ultrasound Consultants in Oak Brook, Illinois. In
1: 1888, William Osler wrote in The Lancet, In patients with suspected acute appendicitis, one should err towards laparotomy. The indications for surgical interference are not always clear, but in my experience, I've been taught that the abdomen is much more frequently left untouched than it should be, and that an operation is too often deferred until practically useless. We've obviously come a long way diagnostically for this condition. With me today is Dr. Andrea Doria from the Department of Diagnostic Imaging at the Hospital for Sick Children in Toronto, Ontario. Dr. Doria is Associate Professor in the Department of Medical Imaging of the University of Toronto. She has trained both in radiology and pediatrics, and she was awarded the John Kirkpatrick Young Investigator Award for her work on imaging aspects of appendicitis. Today we're discussing ultrasound and CT for evaluating appendicitis in children. Hello, Dr. Doria. I'm very glad you could join us.
0: Hello. I would like to thank you for the opportunity to be here with you and to clarify some issues about appendicitis in the pediatric population.
1: Okay, well, why don't we start with something very, very basic. Obviously, acute appendicitis is so common and so well-known. Why are traditional methods, history and physical, so limited?
0: I think the point is that appendicitis is the most common acute abdominal condition in children that requires surgical intervention. However, the diagnosis in children is more challenging than the diagnosis in adults, especially younger children do not speak properly and do not really clarify what they are feeling. So many times the diagnosis is delayed and this delay in diagnosing appendicitis may represent some unfavorable outcomes such as perforation, which leads to increased morbidity. So I think for this reason, uh, having another tool besides clinical assessment is very important. And in this regard, imaging becomes a critical tool for diagnosis. Currently, the two most use imaging modalities for diagnosis of appendicitis are ultrasound and CT. Ultrasound has the advantage of being of easy access, less costly, and does not have any radiation. However, is not as sensitive as computed tomography for diagnosis of appendicitis. The problem of a CT scan or computer tomography is that it bears radiation. And I think especially in children, this has a major impact.
1: I wonder if you happen to have any insights about which children are most susceptible to appendicitis or if there are any known predisposing factors.
0: I think... It's known from the literature that it's relatively rare for a child that is younger than three years of age to develop appendicitis, and I think the reasons for that are not clear at this point. And the prevalence of appendicitis after the year of three years of age varies over time, And I think people just know that I think probably the populations that are more difficult to diagnose are the very young and the very old. And I think appendicitis is a condition that can happen during the whole lifetime of an individual. So any of us has the possibility of developing appendicitis at some point of our life.
1: Now, in the real world, it's not just a question, let's say, of somebody with pain, of presence or absence of appendicitis, but what is the cause of the pain? Now, let's say you have a child who is writhing, obviously, in pain, not eating. Your leading thought may be appendicitis. What are the other things that you like to diagnose or exclude? And let's say that's a child that doesn't have appendicitis.
0: Yes, I think this is a very interesting point, because I think it's very interesting that the differential diagnosis for appendicitis is quite wide, and the rate of false positive results from clinical and laboratory test results has not changed significantly in the last two decades. The reason for that is uh, there are many other conditions that can mimic appendicitis, such as intussusception when part of the bowel gets into another part of the bowel, any other inflammatory conditions, pancreatitis, pyelonephritis hydronephrosis, macros diverticulum, even cancer and inflammatory bowel disease. So the list of differential diagnosis is very wide. That sometimes I think it, it can, these conditions can mimic appendicitis. And especially in young girls like teenagers, uh, conditions that affect the ovaries, such as ovarian torsion, can also mimic appendicitis. For all these conditions usually ultrasound is the first imaging modality to try to exclude some of these conditions and when it's not clear the natural imaging modality that will follow ultrasound is a CT scan.
1: Well let's start with ultrasound then. Are there any technical or practical issues about doing ultrasound in children?
0: I think the advantage of ultrasound in children is the lack of the need for sedation. This is an important thing, especially for children who are younger than seven or eight years of age. So I think usually the parents help to hold the patient. And because the patient is in direct contact with the parents and with the sonographer or sonologist, the child feels much more comfortable and usually cooperates for the examination. This not always happens, but I think in some cases it happens. And this really facilitates the diagnosis. Another point is that because most children have a thin layer of fat, Between the transducer, the ultrasound transducer, and the internal organs, I think it's easier for the ultrasound beam, which is a mechanical wave, to trespass the abdominal fat and get to the organ that we're evaluating, in this case, the appendix. In adults, ultrasound is less sensitive for diagnosis of appendicitis because many people or some people have like a thick layer of fat in the abdominal wall, which difficult the penetration of the ultrasound beam.
1: Well, does the location of the appendix make a difference?
0: In most, I think, cases, the appendix is located in the right lower quadrant of the abdomen. I think usually I think it's easy if we try to identify the ilium and then the appendix is close to this part of the bowel, but sometimes the appendix can be in different positions. For example, it can be retrocecal, and in this case, then it's very difficult to try to visualize the appendix with ultrasound. Also, the appendix can be located in different locations or unusual locations, such as in the right upper quadrant or in different positions if there is more rotation. So, I think in most cases, it's in the right lower quadrant, but not always. In this case, also, CT scan could help, could be very helpful to try to identify the location of the appendix.
1: If you've just tuned in, you're listening to Advances in Medical Imaging from Reach MD Radio on XM160, the channel for medical professionals. I'm Dr. Jason Bernholtz, and I'm speaking with Dr. Andrea Doria from the Hospital for Sick Children in Toronto. We are discussing ultrasound and CT for evaluating appendicitis in children. Dr. Doria, you've mentioned CT several times. Do you want to give a rough overview of its sensitivity and specificity for appendicitis versus ultrasound? Yes.
0: I think recently we published one meta-analysis comparing the diagnostic performance of ultrasound and CT for diagnosis of appendicitis in children and adults. This was published in Radiology in 2006. And I think this technique is a methodological technique that we provide a summary of estimates of diagnostic performance of tests and also evaluate receiver operating characteristic curves that provide the accuracy of the methods. Using this technique, uh, what we could notice is that this, uh, the pool sensitivities, it means the sensitivity of ultrasound based on the estimates from different papers published in the literature was, I think, lower for ultrasound compared to CT. It was 88% for ultrasound in children compared to 94% for CT in children. Also, I think uh, the sensitivity of ultrasound in children compared with adults is higher for ultrasound, because I explained previously that I think the layer of fat in children is thinner than in adults, so this makes ultrasound a better tool for children compared to adults. And so I think with this type of methodology, we could really notice that I think CT scan has still a better sensitivity for diagnosis of appendicitis, but at the cost of radiation. And I think there is another study that has been recently published in radiology. We developed a Markov decision analysis, which is a probabilistic model that enables us to predict the probability of a child that undergoes one CT scan at the age of five years to develop cancer in the future because of the CT scan. So I think this, I think, was just because we are concerned that although I think the radiation for CTs is not very high for for a single CT, I think relatively not very high, I think there is some risk in the future. So based on this strategy, what we notice is that the lifetime risk of radiation-induced cancer because of a CT scan is 26 in 100,000 females and 20 in 100,000 males. However, the most cost-effective strategy is ultrasound followed by CT. It means... First, the child undergoes ultrasound, and if the appendix is in a difficult location or for some reason the ultrasound could not be visualized or the radiologists are not sure about the diagnosis, then the child goes to a CT scan for clarification. And I think this procedure of doing ultrasound first follow for CT is the most costly but also the most effective technique for a high prevalence of appendicitis as we see in tertiary centers.
1: Dr. Dory, I just happened to have your Markov decision analysis paper with me. And right in the very beginning in the results, you were exactly right in your, uh, in your quotation, you cite a lifetime risk of radiation-induced cancer 26 per one per 100,000 in a female, 20.4 per 100,000 in a male, so that's not such a minor consideration at all.
0: Yes, I think you are absolutely right. And this is the reason because I think we are concerned that many people use a CT as the first imaging modality for diagnosis in children. And I think this article really raises the point that I think although ultrasound is a little bit less sensitive than CT, uh, probably the most costly but most effective technique would be First, to try ultrasound because in some cases, the diagnosis can be made with ultrasound. And then this child will not have the risk of developing cancer in the future, maybe because of a CT that would not be necessary if the ultrasound was conclusive. For sure, if the ultrasound is not conclusive, then the child needs to go to another imaging modality, in this case CT, which really outweighs the risk of further cancer in the future. But I think that we need to really have a rationale to expose the child to a CT scan.
1: You're at a pediatric radiology center, and I'm sure you are doing everything to decrease radiation exposure. Do you think that the radiation burden is even more significant for facilities that are not pediatric practice-oriented?
0: Yes, this is another point that I think we also raise in this paper that was published. The point is that I think the dose of uh, radiation for children should be optimized and minimized if possible. We just made some sensitivity analysis, which are techniques varying the, the, the amount of radiation, and I think from 50 million pairs to 400 million pairs, and I think all of them still show that ultrasound should be the first imaging modality and CT after in order that these strategy would be cost-effective. So I think it's very important that any center really be concerned about radiation, even if it's not a pediatric center. Another point is to try to shield the breasts, Because if we're evaluating the abdomen, I think it's important to protect the breast because also there is the risk of developing further breast cancer if the breast is also part of the field of view of the examination. So all these measures, I think, are important to try to avoid as much as possible the radiation to the child.
1: Do you think there's any role nowadays for going directly to surgery without many diagnostic studies when the clinical story appears to be an acute abdomen, likely to be appendicitis?
0: There are some scores that people are using to try to define whether the suspicion is moderate, high, or low. What we are talking about, I think, in in this meta-analysis and in this decision model is for those cases that have moderate probability of appendicitis. It means the clinicians are not sure based only on clinical examination whether the patient has or does not have appendicitis. If the patient has a very high probability of presenting with appendicitis by clinical examination, usually those patients go to surgery
1: directly. Thanks to Dr. Entria Doria from Toronto, Ontario, Canada, who has been our guest. We've been discussing ultrasound and CT for evaluating appendicitis in children.
0: Thank you. It was my pleasure to be with you. You've been listening to Advances in Medical Imaging. For more details on this week's show or to download the segment, visit us at ReachMD.com. Thank you for listening.